Hey guys, before we carry on, I want to tell you about a sweet tool that we have for you. If you go to ceacommunity.com, you can join up with our free Facebook group where you can join up to ask questions regarding the FE, the PE, civil career advice, anything and anything to do with civil engineering. It's there for you. It's free. It's awesome. Go check it out and sign up. Uh, ceacommunity.com. What's going on, everybody? Isaac here. Welcome to another podcast episode. Uh, We are excited to share this with you. Today, we're going to be talking about the secrets to passing the civil FE exam. We're going to share with you our top six secrets. So stick with me as we discuss this. If you are in the study mode for studying for the FE exam, this will be for you. Um, If you've already passed the FE exam, congratulations. But hey, you know what? Maybe you can help pass on your wisdom and knowledge for the next engineer. So let me know uh, if we go through this list, if there's something you think was missed, I'd be happy to to hear about it. But stick with me, guys. That's coming right up. This top six tips uh, for secrets to passing the civil FE exam. Hey, guys, we're going to jump right into this. We're not messing around today. Let's get into it. So let's talk about the the top secrets, the top tips I have uh, for passing the civil FE exam. Let's start with numero one. The first thing that I have come up with is that you need to review just what you need in order to pass. Now, this might not be a secret, but really it's just something to point out to you. Um, You all can head to nceeas.org. Go check out the specifications. You're going to go look at those specifications. And as you scroll through those, you're going to want to mark and and check out each topic that has the most asked questions. Okay. So we want to definitely brush up and hit those extremely hard as we're practicing problems, the questions that are mostly asked. Um, You know, it's rumored. I don't know if it's uh, for sure, but you need somewhere between 60, somewhere between 60 and 70% on these things to pass. And so if we can nail down the most asked questions, then you've really given yourself the best possible chance to pass. And then when you have the lower volume questions, as you go through the spec, you just need to dive into it and just start marking which ones are the low volume ones. We just need to brush up on those. Um, if you feel like you don't aren't an expert at surveying, just don't worry about it because there's not that many questions. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean just don't even look at it, but you need to brush up on those a little bit. Just don't spend on all your time, obviously, on the low-volume questions. We want to dive in and to study and hit hard the most questions that are asked. So that first thing is to review just what you need to pass um, because the passing score is fairly low, between 60 and 70%. We know we don't need to get every single thing right in order to pass this. If you are in crunch mode uh, where you're really preparing for the exam, you don't have a ton of time to study, that's what you should do. Um, And then if you do have more time, you can obviously fill in your study time with the questions that are least asked. That way you are definitely well-rounded, giving you the best possible chance to pass. But that, guys, is, is the secret number one, is to review just what you need in order to pass this. All right, secret number two is the right mindset. 
Okay, um, the right mindset coming into the exam and committing to taking it. And I'm talking all Zen-like because we got to have the right mindset for this. So the secret here is that you need to have confidence in yourself that you can really do this. I know if you are a repeat taker, um, sometimes this can really beat you down. But we need to have the right mindset and just know and believe that you can take and pass this exam. So um, if you if you are believing in that, what happens is we get into a mode where we're practicing problems and we are taking practice exams. And really, when exam day comes, we just treat it like like we always have. So we go into the exam, we take that final exam just like it was a practice exam. No big deal. Um, and the other big secret here is that we need to, when you set a date, when you register with the NCEES organization for the exam, you have to select a date that you're going to choose for the actual exam. And so when you do that, they give you an option as it creeps up that you can bump it for a fee. I believe it's 50 bucks. So every time you bump it, you can change this date. The The problem is, is that obviously we as humans, everybody does this, right? As you get, you know, closer to things, you if you're not really prepared or committed to it, you just keep bumping that date and you keep paying the money and you keep bumping the date until you feel like you've you've settled on everything and everything in your life is perfect. And the truth is, it's never going to be. And so you just really need to commit to it. And do not, do not keep changing the date. Because if, if we stick to a date, as that date gets closer, and everybody does this, you remember when you're in English class and you got that paper due and, uh, you know, you put it off forever until like the day before it's due. And then you just start typing like, man, you got your five page paper done before it was due. And the same thing with the FE exam. If you actually commit to a date and stick with it and do not keep bumping it, then you will put additional, I don't want to say pressure, but it, when we as humans have deadlines, we meet those deadlines and we ramp up the efforts to meet those deadlines. So the secret here, though, is just to stick with it. Set the date and stay with it. Don't keep changing it. Commit to it so that you can ramp up your efforts to meet that deadline. And then when you're actually in the exam and during your study time, make sure you have the right mindset knowing that you can do this, whether it's your first or fifth time, and feel confident that you can pass this exam. I know you can do it. And so we have to have the right mindset. Um, that is a, a huge secret to passing this exam is having the right mindset. And it's going to get you over the hump and into the passing zone so you can get this thing over with and done. All right, tip number three. So tip number three here, or secret number three, whatever you want to say, is to have basic stuff memorized. So what do I mean by this? There are some very common equations that you could go look up in the FE reference manual uh, because that's provided for you as a PDF and you go and you use the search function and you go find what you need to and you could do things that way. That's fine. Um, but you could shave some time off as you're working problems over and over and over again. You're going to naturally memorize some equations that are that are always going to come up. And with that, we also need to memorize some common unit conversions. So what I'm saying here is that if we can memorize some 
some of the stuff, some of the basic stuff that we need to have memorized. We can shave some time off as we are studying problems and working problems on the exam because we know every second counts. You're going to have uh, approximately three minutes per problem, a little less than that. And so you want to give yourself every chance uh, in order to pass. And so um, one of the things I've, I've thought about here is that we need to be able to do unit conversions fairly well. And what I mean by that is, you know, simply know what it takes to go from gallons to cubic feet, uh, from cubic feet to cubic yards, what a unit, the unit weight of water is, what the gravity constant is, and then some of your most common equations that go along with that. I just think having some of those basic things memorized right from the get-go is going to save you not only time, it's going to give you confidence when you're solving problems, and it'll just it'll it'll help you overall get through the exam much quicker and much faster. Uh, and it is really one of the tips in order to pass the civil FE exam. All right, let's carry on with tip number four, uh, which is to know your calculator really, really well. This is kind of a no-brainer, but when you start out, you need to buy the calculator that you will be solving problems with. It's helpful to use it if you're in school that just use it through that year or whatever. You end up using it the whole time you're in school anyway. But get a calculator that you really like. If you go to nceeS.org, you can find out what their approved calculators are for the civil FE exam. And I'm just on there now. It looks like you got the Casio, all any of the FX115 and the FX991 models. Um, and the 991 is relatively new. It looks like a real nice calculator to use uh, as it displays functions similar to what's right out of the handbook or any textbook which is nice. Uh, for your HPs, you've got the HP 33Ss, HP 35Ss. No others are allowed. And with those Casios, the 115 and 991, it just needs to have those numbers in the name and you can use it. For the Texas Instruments calculators, any TI-30X and 36X models, they just have to have those in the name and you can use them. Uh, my thoughts on this is that um, we need to start using your calculator immediately. So get one and start using it as soon as possible because we need to know all the functions that your calculator can use. If it can solve matrices, it's nice for use in uh, statics or, or uh, statistics. Sorry, not statics. But any of those things, that your, if your calculator can do those, it's going to put you ahead. And if you know how to use those functions... Uh, really is going to save you time when you're solving problems. So get a calculator, can do some of these um, hard functions. And the other thing is that make sure it can, uh, that it also has a solar function to it. You don't want to be running out of battery. You don't want to run out of juice when you're in the exam. That's, that's no, no good, no good. So make sure it has those things. Like I said, uh, make sure it can do some sweet functions for you, some multivariate stuff, some matrices. If you can punch those things in your calculator, it'll really save time for you. Um, and like I said, um, start using these things as soon as possible, whether you're in college or whether you're out of college and you're just getting a ton of practice problems. Make sure you're using the calculator that you want to use on the exam and just start becoming familiar with it. There are a ton of examples on YouTube of really how to dive into your particular calculator. So just go there and search uh, how to use your calculator. Or if you're solving a problem, you're like, hey, I wonder if my calculator could do this. And you know what? It usually can. So uh, go check that out. Go YouTube it. 
Go get your calculator and get become very, very familiar with your calculator. That is tip number four. That is a secret number four, making sure you understand your calculator so you can crush this thing properly. All right, let's jump into tip number five. We are, man, we're cruising right through these. So we've hit number one, two, three, four, and we are number five. Tip number five is basically time management. You know, a huge part of this exam is actually just learning how to manage the problems and manage the time that they've given you to solve the problems that you have. You know, because these problems, you have 110 questions on the exam. The exam's usually broken up. It's broken up into two different parts. So your first 55 questions are going to be more um, breadth-related problems. These are typically, I would say, um, you know, covered over the the gamut of civil engineering topics, and uh, I would say generally easier, I guess. Um, but you're averaging here less than three minutes per problem, um, so they're not going to ask anything super crazy that you can't solve within three minutes. Uh, but it is important, however, to manage your time, and so. With that, they've given you some tools as you're taking the exam. And, you know, before we even get to the exam, we should be practicing uh, practice exams and timing ourselves in those and making sure we can fit 110 questions within the time period. So, uh, and you know, if you want to cut that in half and try a 55 question exam and see how long that takes you, go for it. But uh, at the end of the day, we really need to time ourselves and see if we're fitting within the guidelines that they've given us to solve these problems. But one of the tools that they give you is that they allow you on the exam, the computer-based exam, to flag a problem. So you're solving problems. They have a little flag in the corner. You can mark that flag and come back to that problem anytime that you want. And so there is a little bit of a strategy, I think, to flagging problems. If you actually get to a problem that you just have no clue how to solve, I would immediately flag that and just know that you're going to come back to it after you go through the exam. Um, if it's a problem that maybe you got a 50-50 chance on guessing or you could solve, you might as well flag that too. Get an answer on it, but flag it, and then you'll come back. So after you go through the whole exam one time, then you're going to go back and hit those problems that you had flagged with no answer on them and make sure we get an answer on there um, because we need we need to do that. So um, that's my recommendation, but time management is a huge key. It's a huge mental game as well. So we have to make sure we're solving problems, um, getting them in that three-minute per problem time zone, and uh, making sure we're good. So, and then on top of that, um, you have a lot of th mixed problems. They could be theory kind of problems as well. I'm hearing those are creeping in a lot more, I, you know, but if they do ask theory, those are kind of deceiving because they can be wordy and hard, but you can also solve them quickly. So getting through those is, is nice. Um, so uh, with this though, uh, you will also be given the option of taking a break. And I would highly recommend taking that break because just going at the exam for the entire time can be exhausting mentally. And you need to give your mind and your body a little bit of a break as you're studying for this stuff and as you're taking the exam. Take a breather when they allow you to do it, which is about the halfway mark, and allow yourself to recuperate 
and take that break. And so when you come back for the second half, you are geared up and ready to go. So guys, that's another secret right there is to learning how to manage your time effectively when you're studying or when you're solving problems, uh, knowing how to use the tools that they give you, including how to flag problems so you can come back to them quickly. In addition to that, they also give you the FE handbook, which is right in front of you as a PDF copy. And you can search that thing using the search functions. And, you know, you're going to put in the most common terms so it can jump right to them. Uh, So learn how to use that, learn how to use the tools they give you again, and manage your time effectively is a huge component to taking the exam. And one of the secrets that we are hitting upon today. All right, guys, we are on our last tip, our last secret to passing the civil FE exam. This guy is a tool that you definitely want to have in your back pocket. It's one we've mentioned before, but we just want to talk about it because we think it is awesome. And that is, you know, if you are struggling to study for this exam, many of you are in school, but if you're out of school or in school, this is definitely going to be a helpful tool for you because if you're in school, a lot of times those review courses that they give you either during school or after school aren't that great. Uh, Their expectation is that you do know all of this material uh, already or have covered it. But if you've been out of school for a while and you find yourself taking the FE exam, then you're definitely going to want to check into a review course because that's going to give you some sweet help. Um, And so we actually have created a awesome tool. Both my brother, Mark, and myself, we called, we created the Ultimate Civil FE Review Course. This obviously, in our opinion, is the best tool that you can get in order to solve the problem of passing the FE exam. And so it's a sweet, sweet deal. And so if I could just quickly go over what, what that's about. So what we've got is we decided we are going to create this course based exactly off the specifications. So what you're getting is you're getting 18 modules that cover exactly what's on the NCEES specification. We've left nothing out. You get a lecture module that covers everything that they have in there. So you're not left out to dry. We cover it all. Uh, In addition to that, you get practice problems. We've included video practice problems. We're solving problems. Uh, We have Mark and myself and, and other team members jumping on to help create practice problems for you. We have 90 problems and it's growing. I think we actually have well over 100 now. But um, these are problems that you can print off, solve on your own, and then come back and see how we do it. Or just jump on and just see how we do it. They're video practice problems that are there for you because, you know, that's where your head should be is practicing problems. Everything that we use is referenced out of the handbook. So you're not going to be wondering where you should be going. Now, sometimes we might not spoon feed exactly where this is because a huge component of studying for the FE exam is for you to find out where to look this up on the in the handbook itself. So, but we do use that as our reference, as our guidebook. We uh, References are definitely going to be made easy for you uh, because that is where we're pulling the information from. Uh, the beauty of the course is that it's also accessible anywhere, anytime that you want it. So if you are hanging out on the school train, on the train to school, train to work, whatever, they got internet access, then you got access to the course. So you can study this anytime you want. It's pretty sweet. Um, And then in addition to all that, we also give you some awesome support. We pride ourselves on trying to support you. Um, We know that we don't want to leave you hanging. Sometimes when you're studying for an exam this big, it can be a little daunting. 
Uh, and I know sometimes when you're in school, you can study with other members, but uh, if you're out of school and whatnot, even if you are in school, sometimes you need that little help. Your professors are busy, and uh, it's just helpful to get uh, extra ideas from people if you're struggling on something. So we created a private Facebook community just exclusively for course members, members of the Ultimate Civil FE Review course. And you can jump on there, ask questions, uh, give people advice, uh, commiserate, uh, comment, anything you want to do. Uh, about the FE exam, we jump on to help answer questions as well. But you can also email us with questions if you have them too. We're there to help you. So it's kind of this real complete package, uh, and and it's it's pretty sweet. Uh, in addition to that, you get practice exams. We've gave you two full exams that are 120, 110 questions, uh, just like the real deal. So we don't leave you hanging without uh, good practice because that is what you need to do. Um, we, we love the course. There's a 15 day money back guarantee if you aren't happy with it. So it's really on us to pass the test of your satisfaction. Go check it out. It's at civilfereviewcourse.com. Having something like this in your back pocket will definitely get you over the hump of passing the civil FE exam. And it is my secret number six in order to pass this thing, because you know what? It's the tool we recommend. It's the tool we built and I promise you'll be happy with it. And uh, that's going to wrap it up, guys. That is the six secrets or six tips, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, in order to pass the civil FE exam. If you have any questions about any of this, uh, about the tips, if you have tips that you think you would like to recommend to us, maybe you've recently gone through it, shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. I'm happy to entertain those. And you know what? If if you want, even want to be on the podcast and share with us your own journey of passing the FE exam, that would be fun to do as well. So anyway, guys, I hope these tips helped you uh, and we will uh, catch you on the next one. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us on another sweet episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. If you need any help with your FE, your PE, career advice, or anything to do with civil engineering, go check us out at civilengineeringacademy.com. And hey, if you have ideas for the show or you want to join me on this show, uh, stuff that would be interesting, shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, we'll see you later on the next one. Bye.